Welcome back to Africa Science Focus, the show that keeps you up to date with the latest science and development news. A lot of us consider them to be wonderful pets, but every year, dog bites that spread the rabies virus kill more than 59,000 people, 99% of them in Africa and Asia. This week on Africa Science Focus, we'll hear what researchers in Tanzania learned when they followed 50,000 dogs around for almost 15 years. And we'll find out what more can be done to meet the goal to end human deaths from dog-transmitted rabies by 2030. While it's estimated that around 25,000 people die from rabies in Africa every year, infectious disease specialists like Jacqueline Vare say that the true number of deaths is likely much higher because many cases go unreported. Dr. Vare is a leading medical scientist at South Africa's National Institute for Communicable Diseases. She tells our reporter Michael Kaloki why diseases like rabies continue to be a challenge for communities on the continent. Rabies is a very important neglected disease of developing countries. So it affects African countries and it also affects several Asian countries. So in our findings, which is not surprising, obviously resources are an issue probably connected to political commitment for the control and management of a disease like rabies. I think if we if we understand the environment that we are living in currently with a pandemic, we are also dealing with scourges like viral hemorrhagic fever, Ebola and Lassa fever that are popping up and very um, much a current issue, uh, the monkeypox issue. We often, I think, forget about some of the diseases that we have been dealing with for a long time and for many years. So the, the control and the management of, of these um, diseases fall behind. And this is certainly the story for rabies as well. Is there an urgency to rabies control strategies? There's definitely an urgency. Again, I think it's an urgency that's not fully appreciated, Michael. If we, if we talk about rabies, we must remember that this is the most fatal infection known to mankind. So if a person is infected with the virus and the signs and the symptoms of the disease develops, there's no current intervention to save the life of that individual. It's a disease that's preventable and controllable. There are many examples of how dog rabies, because this is um, the animal species that are mostly involved in transmitting rabies to humans, have been effectively controlled and even eliminated. So we're really talking about preventable human deaths. Could you give some details on how one should deal with a rabid dog for those who are in towns and villages in various parts of the continent? Right, so what's really important is that we're talking here about domestic dogs. Each human case is connected with a transmission event from an animal and it's really mostly domestic dogs. So your questions are really important. So how can we spot um, a dog that is potentially rabid? So the animal will be unwell. Um, uh, the disease affects these animals also. The disease is fatal in these animals as well. And what's really important about rabies, because it's an infection of the brain, 
It actually serves to change the behavior of animals and, as a matter of fact, humans that get infected as well. So the animal will be behaving strangely, maybe snapping at objects that's not there, making strange sounds, you know, unusual sounds from what you would expect from the animal usually. Um, a tame animal may become aggressive. An animal that's usually aggressive can become tame. So what's important is not to approach these animals as far as possible. And we do recommend that you get into contact with your local veterinary authorities um, in whichever format that might be for your individual area. And these are people that are trained and equipped to deal with these type of animals. Ahmed Lugelo is a member of the Department of Veterinary Medicine and Public Health at Tanzania's Sokoine University of Agriculture. Dr. Lugelo and a team of scientists followed 50,000 dogs between 2002 and 2016. They were tracing the rabies virus in the Serengeti district, where rabies continues to exist at low levels despite efforts to control dog populations. Dr. Lugelo tells Michael what his team learned while they were on the tail of these canines. Uh, normally this animal would move just to travel short distances looking to infect other dogs. But in reality, due to depletion of susceptible hosts at a local scale, you find that there are no dogs at the nearest point for this rabid dog to infect and spread the disease. On average, a rabid dog will end up biting other two, three dogs, and this results in the like one secondary cases being produced from this rabid dog. But in this study, we found that there were some other dogs with very unique behavior because these dogs will bite so many other dogs, and they can travel very long distance, up to 10 kilometers, thereby spreading the rabies virus to other metapopulations. Dr. Lugelo's colleagues at the Ifakara Health Institute and Oxford University began human trials of a single-dose rabies vaccine in March. The mass immunization of dogs has helped to eliminate dog-transmitted rabies in places like Japan, Europe, North America, and Latin America. Here's Dr. Vare again. It's important to realize that there's actually very um, good and safe and effective vaccines available for rabies, both for veterinary and for human use. Uh, the problem, um, at least on the medical side, is actually the cost of these vaccines. So I think there's always uh, the, the question or the need to develop more cost-effective but equally safe and effective vaccines to, to maybe frame that globally about 10 billion US dollars is spent annually on what we call rabies post-exposure prophylaxis. So this is the treatment that people receive after they've been exposed to the virus. So say, for example, when a dog bite occurs and to prevent the rabies infection from developing. If we look at the fatality of the disease, that's one thing, but there's definitely also a substantial economic burden. Back to Michael and Dr. Lugelo. Now, a new vaccine for humans, which aims to increase immunization against rabies, is undergoing clinical trials in your country, Tanzania. 
Do you think that fighting the disease on two fronts, that is vaccinating dogs and vaccinating humans, is an effective way of combating the disease? Now, in rabies endemic country, the quick and effective way of controlling the disease is using both approaches, vaccinating domestic dog and free provision of post-exposure prophylaxis. It is important for these two things to be done because uh, domestic dogs, they are the source of infection and they account up to 99% of all human rabies cases. So if we tackle the disease at the source, this will be very great. It will help to prevent the subsequent transmission of rabies to other susceptible species, including human. You created quite a buzz among rabies researchers in East Africa for your work in developing a clay cooling device for storing rabies vaccines. Has the storage and transportation of rabies vaccines for dogs and also for humans been a considerable challenge in East Africa and the wider sub-Saharan Africa region in efforts to tackle the disease? Literature and studies have shown that in most of these endemic countries, the cold chain infrastructure at the lower level uh, starting from the district going down to the ward up to the village is not uh, well developed or it does not exist at all. And this makes the vaccination program very difficult to target those areas because there are no infrastructures to keep the vaccine under cold chain condition. My study built from the other study which indicated that one of the rabies vaccine had shown it to be thermotolerant following storage at 25 degrees for up to six months. And then I said it is possible to develop a very simple and a cheap tool that can be used to store this uh, vaccine. So I managed to develop a vaccine storage tool called Zipot Cray. It has the capacity to contain up to 500 vials of, of rabies vaccine. And the cost of production is about 11 USD dollar. This tool has been tested under feed condition and it has shown that it can keep the vaccine and the potency cannot be affected. So this is really very good news. And this tool is currently being used in one of the region for storage of vaccine in one of the large vaccination campaigns. So I believe that the utilization of this tool, even in other countries, can really help to increase and improve the access of vaccine, but also to improve the coverage, which is really critical in order to control rabies and reach this goal of zero human death by 2030. What other challenges are being faced in the control of rabies? And do you think the African continent is on track to achieve the goal of zero dog-transmitted rabies to humans by 2030? In most of the countries now, rabies has been identified as one of the top priority zoonotic diseases. Moving from recognition up to understanding that rabies is a problem is good. And uh, there is another step that most of the countries have done is developing the national rabies control strategy, which is good. But uh, the challenge which I, I am seeing now is that uh, the government, they are not uh, fully committed to funding the rabies uh, control program. In West Africa, there is this network called Rabies in the West Africa. I know also in the East Africa, we've got some of this initiative and network, but we really need to go 
and move further steps forward. So if we approach rabies control at the regional level, it will really help. I'm talking this because if one country is vaccinating and the other is not vaccinating, the country that is not vaccinating will be like a source of infection to this country, so all the effort will be futile. But if we go at a regional approach, it will be also easier to apply for rabies vaccine, whether from OIE or from the manufacturer at a discounted price because the demand is high compared if only a single country or two countries they are buying the vaccine on their self. Another challenge which I have noted is that a responsible dog ownership is still a problem. Most of dogs, for example, in Africa, they are owned, but the owners, they are not really responsible for taking care of these dogs. As such, most of these dogs, they are freely roaming in the street, and this makes it difficult for these dogs to be accessible for vaccination. And another challenge you find that even the dog owners themselves, some of them, they cannot handle their dogs, and it also becomes a difficulty to vaccinate this dog. So as we are moving forward, we really need to put some also more effort on sensitizing the community on a responsible uh, dog ownership and the need for them to really participate in the vaccination campaign in order to achieve for this goal of zero human death by 2030. To find out more about this story and for links to the research we've discussed, visit the SciDevNet website at www.scidev.net and you can get in touch with the Africa Science Focus team by emailing podcast at scidev.net. We'd love to hear from you. You can also subscribe, rate and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Today's show was produced by Harrison Lewis with editing by Fiona Broom and Ogechi Ekanyuanu. Our reporter was Michael Kaloki. I'm Halima Athmani. Until next week, goodbye. Africa Science Focus is produced by SciDevNet and distributed in association with your local radio station.